I feel so uncomfortable when I hear some of these announcements coming out through the media. Um, how can we normalize it and how can we make people's day feel a little bit like they're not stuck at home? So I stayed here in my office and I'm like, what am I going to do to help get through this? And I thought, if I put like out a little, a daily sort of message, something about, it has to be about like your health or your mental health or your, just something to break away from Give the normal work day. Yeah, yeah, motivational boost as well. Um, so I used to put together these little YouTube clips with do a little bit of research. So I'd pick a topic, like say mindfulness, for instance, because that became the rage, mindfulness. So I was like, and some of our staff were like, mindfulness. That was Andrea talking about how she went through the pandemic as a HR. Interestingly, her 13-year-old career in HR started with her interest in working with people. She recalls how stressed and panicked she was about her job when she moved from South Africa to Brisbane. Andrea considers herself lucky as she got her job within three weeks as a HR on her first attempt at key shipping. She continues to work for its parent organization, Leeward Group, and takes HR challenges head on in the post-pandemic world. This show is brought to you by Zimeo. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Human Capital Show, a podcast designed to help you achieve an equipose in the HR world. My name is Ben, and today on our show, we have Andrea Dix. Hey, Andrea, and welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. Let's kick things off with the big question, the pandemic. Coming from the shipping industry, how did it hit you? Yeah, I think it was such a surreal time, to be honest. We kind of, because we work with China quite closely, we were in conversation with, with our offices over there. And so we knew, we, I think we knew before everybody else knew that this was something bigger than, than the general public were expecting. But that being said, I remember uh, quite clearly, I think it was our um, national sales manager at the time, he, he sent through an email to the managing director of key shipping at the time. And he said, oh, I think this is, this is, I think we need to be looking at what's coming. And I can't even remember what was on the email now because there was just so much going on at that time. But I was copied in because I generally am on anything big that could affect us as a business. And, and I thought to myself, I'd seen a couple of things on Facebook as well. And I thought, oh, okay. You know, we probably need to really start paying attention to this. Anyway, we started watching the news, my boss and I, um, and um, the MD of the company, and uh, we started just keeping tabs on it. And um, and then he, he kind of asked me a few questions like, what do you think, you know, um, do you think we need to start looking at how we're going to manage our staff? And, and if this becomes, we started asking questions, put it that way. And But I think when it started to get really serious, it was like, I think we actually sent our staff home before it was a, a case of you were in lockdown. And it was only like about a couple of days or so before. And yeah, we'd been talking about it and we just thought, you know what, just for the safety of our staff, we're just going to, we can move to, to work from home pretty easily just because 
we we're very tech-based as a company we just started looking at those options what can we do and they started talking about about it in the media as well if you can work from home maybe it's a good idea if you are able to transition your workforce have a look at it but then I do remember very clearly I was sitting at home I'd already I think I'd just come home like the day before and I'd set up my workstation at home and and I had on I'd listed the ABC news app on my phone I just downloaded it for the first time because and I wanted to get all the news as it came through first uh, first thing. So I had all the notifications set for Queensland, Brisbane, 19 and anything on that. So I knew we're never going to do a press conference. So the minute it came up, I started watching and, uh, and yeah, it was just, it was shocking. I was sitting in this newly created office at home with my headset on and just glued to the screen and uh, that just, the minute he said, the PM said, we need everybody to be at home and it's a complete lockdown. You can't go anywhere. All this stuff. And my heart was just like in the pit of my stomach. And I'm like, what does this oh, mean for us? Yeah. You know? How are we going to survive? What's this all about? What's going on? Yeah. Like you just so many questions and then, then your heart, uh, your mind starts racing and you're like, okay, what does this mean? What do we have to, what do we have to tell our stomach load of questions? <laughs> Yeah. I'm busy messaging um, my boss while it's on and he's asking me questions and I'm like, I don't know the answer to all this yet, you know, I'll have to find out. So, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah, it was extremely scary and it was also so sudden. I think that reaction times were like so little. We really didn't know what was happening. Every day it was different. Every day people thought, okay, this is what it's going to be. And then you realize, oh, the next day, another announcement has come in. Yeah. And it, yeah. it just went wild. <laughs> so, yeah. Talk about and pivoting. I, oh, I know. And I think being an HR, you actually don't, even though you're feeling it yourself, you are worrying about your staff and, and what that means for them. Because at the end of the day, that's part of what we have to do. It's part of it. Yeah, it is. We've yeah. got to we've got to prepare for that, and we've got to um, you know make sure that people are safe and that they're secure in as many ways as possible, and that they're able to you know to work um, without hindrance. It was phenomenal, and I think what I really enjoyed about it. I know this sounds funny, but in the midst of all that panic, I think what was awesome about our team was and and our leadership in particular was that we started having daily meetings like management meetings and then they got one of the things that really amazed me during that time was how our management team really just came together and started having regular catch-ups almost daily in the beginning or every second or third day just to get across what was happening in the media how that was going to affect us what did that mean for us as a company, obviously dealing with overseas shipping lines because that was affecting them too. And that would then, if we were all in lockdown, what, how was that going to play out on the bottom line at the end of the day? Exactly. Yeah, so we each had to come in and report from each of our areas. In particular, obviously, the, our commercial uh, people would be speaking with the guys in China, the guys in New Zealand, and anybody yep. else that would have been affecting business in any way. So yeah, it was really good though. And it's something that we've continued to this day. So we still meet once a week as a management team, which we never used to do prior to COVID. And wow. it's one of the best things that has come out of it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I'm trying to think now what, what else I was going to tell you about. <laughs> On the pandemic. It's, it, it's really great that the team meets together and I'm sure the dynamic on how you work has completely changed as well. But 
taking a couple of steps back, and if we go into HR and the HR processes, technology has had an upper hand during the pandemic, right? Everywhere we curse the pandemic, for want of a better <laughs> word. But the reality is that we had a much higher technology adoption curve. Now, the fundamental question I wanted to run is... How did that affect Leeward and how did that affect the shipping industries and how did Australia react to it as well? Because you get all these new SaaS products that came out and said, hey, we're the best thing for you at this point in time. Choose us, right? Yeah, I think we, our company has been quite, quite at the forefront of adopting technology as part of our business. And, and we'd actually, prior to the pandemic, moved to a system that could, what would you call it, support working from home very easily. And I talk about operating systems as well. So our actual operating system that all our staff use daily for our shipping processes is, is an online SaaS product as well. And it's awesome because you can do it from anywhere. Like they can access that, that system from anywhere. And then basically... We'll, yeah, I believe that we used to have it. It used to be enterprise-based, but they've moved to the cloud Oh. I'm trying to think now, probably about five years ago. Might be a bit longer, might be a bit longer. But yeah, so that operating system works really well from anywhere, which is great. And then the other thing that we did was we moved to Office 365 and we did that also way before the pandemic. And then the introduction of Teams as well through Office 365 was something that we started using way before. However, when the pandemic hit, we the adoption of it and the amount of use that it suddenly became our lifeline. Yeah, so everybody moved to work from home. and But from the HR perspective, we never had an operating system Everything had been done manually prior to the pandemic. And Gosh. yeah, I was a lone ranger. It was just me and nobody else doing HR. So it was a lot right. of work, like mm -hmm. manual work. And anyway, so also prior to the pandemic, but only just before we moved to a really good cloud-based operating HRIIS system. And, and I'm so glad we did because as everybody's aware, like during the pandemic with all the changes that came out from a legislation perspective for work changes in Australia, they were huge. It was, what does work from home look like? How do you cover that in your OH&S? How does, there was just so much to deal with and so much policy. So legislation would come out and we'd have to have policy almost immediately. So we were very lucky that the HR system would actually provide a templates on that. So they'd actually run a webinar on whatever legislation had just come out so that we could get an understanding of it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then literally within a, a day of that, we'd have policy that we could send through the system automotive. I can't think of the word. Wow. Now. I said, yeah, <laughs> automatically. And then also get digital signature on it. Uh, no, but rolling it yeah. out like in a day from when the legislation comes out, that's that's the heights of yeah. automation for you. Yeah, exactly. But it was so good because people were so stressed by it. They needed that security of just knowing what the rules were right. and how to do work in this new situation. What was, mm. what? how do I do this? What's allowed? What isn't allowed? And just also sometimes people need to feel secure. In, in what they do and and because everything else wasn't secure like everything else they were getting told you can't do this you can't do that you have to stay yeah. home you have to have your whole family at home and you must still it's, it's insane right and so is, just yeah. being yeah just being able to provide that bit of structure to a person's day 
I think was really great. And we could do it so easily just through the technology that we had. I just remember the other thing that we started doing during that time was I thought to myself, I feel so uncomfortable when I hear some of these announcements coming out through the media. Um, How can we normalize it and how can we make people's day feel a little bit like they're not stuck at home? So I sat here in my office and I'm like, what am I going to do to help her get through this? And I thought, if I put like out a little, a daily sort of message, something about, it has to be about like your health or your mental health or just something to break away from the normal work day. Yeah. Yeah. Motivational boost as well. Um, so I used to put together these little YouTube clips with, I'd do a little bit of research. So I'd pick a topic, like say mindfulness, for instance, because that became the rage, mindfulness. So I was like, and some of our staff were like, mindfulness, what the hell is that? You know? So, <laughs> um, so I was like, let me put together a little bit of research on it. So I'd have a little bit um, of a, yeah. they could read something and then they could watch a little video and they could actually do like a mindfulness exercise online, which is super fun, but also like some people are probably go, oh my gosh, has Andrea lost him? Another thing we have to do now. (laughs) Yes, yes. And it actually got some really great feedback because I think it normalized things for people because we were interacting, Um, you know, like they'd get this message every day without fail. And, um, And they knew that others in the company were doing it too. And then they could message and say, hey, did you do this today? Or I found this really helpful. I'd get messages back from people saying, you know what, today was a really bad day for me. And when I got your message, it was just really good. And I thought there's so much we can do with technology. And it was just great to have it at that time and that it works. It just gives those people that sense of, hey, I'm not in this alone. And it, it's so encouraging when, from an HR perspective, that's what you want to do with your employees. They need to be on top of the game and it's a HR's responsibility to get that going. And love the fact that you guys actually unknowingly set up and geared up for the pandemic, moving everything. Yeah. <laughs> I know, we were very happy about that. And obviously, unbeknownst to us, it was going to come into great use very soon. But yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And would you say that out of the the softwares that you use and the systems that you were using, SaaS played a fundamental role in getting you guys up to speed and enabling you to still perform and ensure that your bottom line isn't affected at the end of the day? Absolutely. I can't see that it would have happened any other way. And I absolutely think that for us as a business, all everything that we do is based through our online systems. Like our business wouldn't exist if we didn't have that. So we absolutely being able to work from home and being able to do it so smoothly, that change as well. Within a day, we were all based at home and pretty much everyone picked up their equipment off their desk and walked out the office and just plugged in at home and started. And this was before the lockdown itself, right? You guys had taken a conscious choice to, to say, hey, we can actually work from home because this is getting a bit out of hand. Yeah. Yeah, literally, I'm trying to think exactly. I'd have to go back and actually double check to be sure. But I reckon it was a couple of days before there was a strict lockdown in place. Okay. Uh, yeah, but once once we were all at home and yeah, within a day or two, it became an actual, you have to stay where you are you know, and you cannot go anywhere. But we were already at home. Yeah. And Australia as a whole, I think Australia was one of the countries that got locked down the most, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of timeline. Like, how did the adoption of technology happen across Australia? Was it like 
welcome change or I'm sure you have others in HR who you were probably talking to as well saying, hey, we're doing this. What's the best practices you guys are doing? Or is there any insights you can give us? Those kind of the side conversations. Could you see that whole adoption process was like really fast or there was like total hindrance to it and saying, oh no, I I like my old system. I want my printouts. I want my, that kind (laughs) of a... (laughs) Yeah. I honestly, I can't recall there being that hindrance so much. I think it was more about we don't have a choice and and if we're going to be successful and if we're going to be able to work, we have to do it this way. But that being said, doesn't mean that it was that easy to achieve because I think the bigger the organizations were or are, the harder it is. So especially if they hadn't already made steps to move to any sort of cloud-based systems prior to the pandemic, it would have been really difficult. If you're talking about large organizations, you're talking about a massive effort to get everybody into a different, onto a different platform and actually working effectively, especially from the home environment. With us, we were a lot smaller, we were pretty agile, and we were already pretty much set up beforehand. Plus, we have the most amazing IT company, to be honest. They are phenomenal just yeah they really are and they've been with us for oh gee i think since 2011 or maybe before that even and yeah but they've always brought really good information ahead of time if you know it that and they'll bring it to the table and say hey there's this new technology out in the market we just wanted to let you know because we thought it might benefit your business so they've been very good at bringing that to the forefront ahead of time Whereas I don't, with bigger organizations, I think it's harder to do and it's very costly as well. Yeah. So it's not that they don't do it. It's just, it takes a lot more effort and time to do that. Yeah. So I think with Australia at that time, it happened. I mean, don't get me wrong. It happened and people had to move to that because they didn't have a choice, but it did cause a bit of fallout. There were some companies who couldn't pivot quick enough or they lost revenue very quickly and couldn't survive and that was really heartbreaking yeah yeah because then you're dealing with we can't actually survive as a company if we have to move to remote working or or they've had other problems with their business was unable to continue with the rest of the world shutting down whatever the reason might be there was that to deal with too and especially from the hr perspective because then it was what do we do do we stand people down do we what do we do and and that's what legislation again played a huge role in what does stand down mean and what is that if you do get sick what what leave do you take and and do you get leave and do you get paid any payouts from the government and there was just so much to get across at that time yeah i think some businesses struggled more than others to make that adoption i really do yeah i was talking to a company and they were talking about how a pretty big enterprise level organization they were talking about how they had this legacy chat system and how the older employees just refused to move out of it. And when COVID happened, it was just like, you either move or you you get left behind, literally. And so they all kind of forced migration from, which they'd been trying for a couple of years. And you you had internal tussles saying, no, we want that old legacy system because we're so used to it. It'll reduce our productivity and all those other conversations (laughs) that happen. And they were saying it, it happened like overnight, people just took up the new communication lines, communication softwares. Yeah. And just, it, yeah. They just ran with it. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How's it, how it's that Zoom suddenly just arrived on the scene and we were like, what is Zoom? You exactly. 
And, um, just to get across how that all worked was, was interesting. Yeah. But like I said, we'd been using Teams for a while, very minimal. And we also have a very diverse workforce with a fair amount of people in the older age group too. And they barely used Teams, even though it was there. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, obviously the younger people took that up and then they chatted on it all the time. Um, they'd they'd the love older... to experiment and just have a yes. side channel, a back channel to chat. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but I must say, yeah. And at the, in the beginning, a lot of people wouldn't put their cameras on. Right. They wouldn't. But now it's like I talk on Teams all the time and I have the cameras on all the time. Yep. And and if someone doesn't have a camera on, it's like, oh, are you sick today? We generally know something's wrong if the camera's not on. Yeah, so that was fairly interesting as well. But yeah, definitely the uptake with older folk was probably slower and a bit harder, but I think they got across it pretty quickly. Yeah. I just want to take a couple of steps back and go towards an, a slightly different topic, but still on HR. What's now coined as the great migration. Work from home has significantly changed the outlook of, hey, this is what a job is. So the demarcation of I've left my home and now I'm in office, I do my professional work, I've left office and now I've gone back to my personal life as opposed to I exit my room and it's personal and I come back in, it's a professional. I know it's a blurred line, but at the same time, some people really love it. It changed the way that they were able to operate. And it really changed the dynamic for a lot of people. And when they were requested to come back, we've got this whole conversation going saying, no, I don't want to do it because the other company or competitors doing the same thing, still allowing their employees to work from home. So how badly has that affected, not just the shipping industry, but down under as well? It's huge. Oh my gosh. It's the whole of the way we work is a completely different playing field now. And yeah, so when you talk about things like the great migration or uh, great resignation, uh, as we call it as well, there, there is, we've experienced an extreme quit rate. I think in February 22, so earlier this year in Australia, we had a 9.5% quit rate, which is the highest we've ever seen. Um, wow. of people quitting their jobs. Do yeah. you know what the, what the norm was before that? I actually don't, but I do know, just to give you an idea on the unemployment rate, which I do have a comparison on, in August 22, unemployment rate was 3.5%, which had decreased by 21.4% compared to a year ago. Yeah, so that's huge. But we're finding that people are like, they are the... <laughs> Yeah, there's that whole thing that people don't want to come back into the office. And if they can work flexibly or have that remote option somewhere else, then they'd rather have that. So, yeah, that's huge on, on people's list of when, when they're looking for a new job now or if they can't get that with their current employer. We were very, I suppose, during the pandemic, we just found because we could move to that model so easily and it was so successful we, we've actually kept all our teams at home, but not every company has done that. So we've had a fair few, a lot of the big companies requesting people come back to the office or at least in a hybrid model. So coming back at least for two days or three days a week and then working one or two days at home. That's quite common now. But the biggest issue has been with, um, yeah, it's just affecting recruitment from a, an insane level. Trying to get staff is really hard, number one, and that's the world over. 
but yeah, because people are, they're looking for something different now. And if they can't get it with you, they'll leave and then they'll go somewhere else where they can get it. And that, that could be the, the flexible work or the remote working, but people are definitely looking at a different work-life balance than what they've had in the past. And that's what the pandemic has shown us is that work can be done from home and it can be done from home quite effectively. And why would we go back to the old model when it just doesn't make sense? And I think people are going, we're not going to go back to that because we don't want to. Yeah, so in Australia, it's a huge thing. I think a lot of companies are struggling with that. Like I said, we made the choice early on to, to give the option to people if they wanted to come back to the office they were welcome to. But We've had whole teams remain at home because it's just by myself. I don't go to the office anymore. I go in when I'm needed, but I work from home completely now. So, and I'm, the flexibility, yeah, I right? Yeah, absolutely. And One of the things that I, I realized really quickly is I remember working from home was given as a benefit to senior employees, right? Now it's like the norm. You can't say, oh, I'm hiring you as director of so and so. You get to work 10 days out of 30 or 25, whatever, the day, in, in a month uh, from home. It's not a benefit anymore. And it's, you know, what's going on there, right? Like people just are like, I don't want to do it anymore. I think it's just that life has changed so much. And this is the opportunity for us to reinvent our world at work because there are so many more benefits to how we can work and just because we did it the old way before doesn't mean that's necessarily the right way or what suits society now we've got to remember that we've got a whole generation coming through gen z are coming up and there are young people in the office now they've grown up with social media like they were born <laughs> into social media so it's true. a complete yeah, it's a completely different way of thinking. and They can't um, remember the time when there was no cell phone. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And they, they, know, they would rather have chats, like Teams chat. They use that all the time. They use a myriad of different platforms to chat to people at all times of the day. And so you can't expect them to, I don't know, appreciate what work used to be when they live in a completely different they live in a completely different world and and the way they do things is so completely different to how the rest of us do things yeah. <laughs> or did things now but yeah no, I, I get what you're saying yeah yeah and it's really exciting because i think we're at this moment in history where we get to create what work looks like in the future and, and that's super exciting. We get to design what that is and we get to go, how do we want life to be? What is, what's important to us and, and how can we make that work? How can we, with our work and our home and our families, and how can we reinvent our world at work? And I'm super excited about it because it's just, to me, it feels like there are so many options yeah. and, and there's just, yeah, there's just, I think it's just for those of us that like to think about and design different ways of doing things, just think it's a really exciting space to be in at the moment. And there's always a better way of doing things. I just Definitely. think, yeah. And I just think that if you've got, if you value different things, like you don't value being at work, working, like what do they call them? Workaholics that all they do is they live and eat, you know, work. Um, <laughs> that's not what people want anymore. And I, I just, I, I tend to agree with them. Life has got way more to offer than that. And, and why can't we reinvent what work looks like and how we can balance our home life with that? I love the statement you made. We're at that moment in history where we get to decide what 
work should look like for the future. That's just eye-opening, right? Because, and all because of a pandemic. That's the weirdest part of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really shaken things up a bit and given us the opportunity to to reinvent things. And that's, I'm so excited about that. Yeah, the pandemic has not been great. Don't get me wrong, but there's definitely a silver lining. And and this is it for me anyway. This is it. <laughs> it's been a very insightful conversation for me. One of the fundamental questions that I have out of this conversation that we've had is to understand we all have our own disadvantages. We all know what our strengths and weaknesses are. Is there a weakness or a disadvantage that you overcame using technology, especially during the pandemic and or the transition or even before that, like in, in HR in general? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a hard one. Yes, actually, I do think there is. And this is pretty personal, I think, because I haven't always been in HR and, and HR can be a pretty challenging field at times. Managing people is an honor, I think, number one. But number two, I think you, you really have to have confidence in what you do in order to make others feel safe and secure in, in you leading them and giving them the right information when they're in those stressful times. Because those are the moments that count in an employee's life is when they're having that struggle or when they are first joining the company or, or when they're leaving the company. There's those moments, which we call those employees. It's their experience, the employee experience. Those it's like a pivot points. point in their, yeah, a touch point. Exactly. In their journey, yeah, in their yeah. journey. And and to be an HR professional who knows, who knows their field, who knows the law and who is confident in what they do is it's hugely important and I think for me coming in it was something I had to learn and I know that sounds odd I was very hesitant in the beginning and and I think technology has assisted me over the years to gain confidence and to find it's it's a backup for me like I have a good idea as to what I want to do or how I want to say something but technology has always supported that for me and yeah, and if there wasn't a support, I would go and find one. So Google was my best friend. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't um, know it, Google it. <laughs> that's it. And yeah, so I think that's the hurdle that I've really overcome to gain confidence is to have the backing of the technology, the information at my fingertips, and then also the systems to, to I think, make that employee experience that much better to support the, our teams and, and the work that we do to, to provide that seamless service to our people because that employee experience is super important to retention as well as yeah, just providing that structure in the organization for our people that they know that they've got everything that they need and they can feel secure and confident within that. So, yeah, I'd say that would be the biggest thing for me. Awesome. Awesome. All right, I've got a I've got a curveball for you as a question. This is what I usually end my conversations with. If you had a time machine, you could get into it, go back and meet your twenty year old self. What's the one piece of advice that you could tell her right now? Find out what human resources means and do it. Do it then. <laughs> Don't wait until you're older. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. <laughs> that, that, that to me is, is, is the icing on the cake, literally, because 
I can tell how much you love human resources and how much it, it's a part of your life. Yeah, I do. I really do. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for taking the time and coming and talking to us on the show. We really enjoyed having you here. And, thank you. Uh, it's been good. Yep, yep. And would like to wish you the very best and at Leeward and for your future as well. And thank you for the insights and those um, best practices and all the ways in which you were able to assist and help your team. I'm sure people will be listening to this and going, oh, wow, I wish I did that. Okay, let me start doing it now. So uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what we're here for. And that's what we want. We want people and the listeners as well to take away from it. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's been really great and just wonderful, to, I suppose, just to reflect on on what has been and where we've come from and where we are now. It's always good to do that. So thanks for the opportunity. Almost welcome. Thanks once again. Liked this podcast? Then what are you waiting for? Subscribe to this podcast and follow us on social media and don't miss another episode. Join us next week. Same time, same place. This show is brought to you by Zimeo.